I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. All right, short message from my number one sponsor, NetSuite. Here's the deal. If you're a business owner, you don't need them, NetSuite, to tell you it's tough to run a business because it is, right? We all know that. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. They're the world's number one cloud-based business system. They give you the visibility and control of your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. You want to join over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. So schedule a free product tour now at netsuite.com slash school. That's netsuite.com slash school. Here's the story. The way you loop is designed to essentially raise your prospect's level of certainty for each of the three tens in a way that doesn't break rapport. And that's the key, in a way that doesn't break rapport. So let's just start off with remembering that anything that you do, any language pattern that you try to employ, any tonality, any bit of body language, any bit of pressure even that would cause you to fall out of rapport or diminish rapport is <clears throat> out. It's a no-no, so to speak, all right? It's it, impossibility. So when we loop, remember, as we're looping, there's this overarching concept that you must not break rapport. In fact, that's what's flawed with virtually every other sales process out there. There's really, really poor processes out there where they have you close or try to close objections or overcome objections by sort of getting into a test of wills or asking questions like, what haven't I told you so far? What didn't I say? If I would do this, would you buy then? Like those, all that does is box the client, the prospect into a corner and doesn't answer the real subject at hand, which is a lack of certainty. You see, working backwards here, remember the straight lines is a backwards looking system. It says what elements must line up in every single sale before someone says yes. What are those elements? And we know what they are. Number one, they must love your product at a very high level, both logically and emotionally, right? Two components, logic, emotion. Logic based on your words and the case you make as a result of those words. It's like primarily your logical case, right? Cost benefits, your features, your benefits together. How does it compare to the competition, right? And then you have your emotional case, which is based on a combination of A, the tonalities that you apply. So we use pace, pace, lead when we do our first looping pattern and other subsequent steps, especially that first looping pattern when you ask that question, does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? And they say, yeah, it sounds pretty good, which is about a six on the certainty scale, right? When I say to them exactly, I don't say exactly, I say exactly. I enter their world where they are. So when someone says, yeah, it makes sense, I say exactly. It really is a great idea. And then I pace them, meaning I continue on with the same tonality. I say, in fact, one of the true beauties here is it also has this, this, and that. Words don't matter here. And it also has that, that, and this. And it also has this, this, and that. But what the key here is, and then I'll lower my voice and start building that bottled enthusiasm and use that 
extra certainty using tonality, not pressure, but just saying, say, it's this, that, and then you can put it all together. It gives you that, which exactly resolves your pain. You see what I'm saying here, John? And now he'll say, oh yeah, he'll match your enthusiastic tonality, and bam, that's an emotional move. He feels, he feels it in his gut. He's like, yeah, it does make sense. So your words were designed to move him logically in that pattern, and your tonality was designed to move him emotionally. It's an emotional move with tonality. But the far more powerful way to move someone emotionally is through future pacing. And that has to do, again, you should know this by now, but I'll repeat it. It has to do with you painting a picture using words and tonality and body language, of course, all three forms of communication, but painting a picture of your prospect using your product in the future. They've bought it, they're using it now, and they imagine themselves, they see themselves feeling good. They feel see themselves having gotten the benefit, feeling back in control, their pain is gone. That's future pacing. That's an emotional move when someone feels their pain being relieved. It's been resolved. That's emotional certainty. We need to have both logical and emotional certainty to close the highest level because logical certainty is the human detector, right? So that being said, looping is a way in which we go about building a massive airtight logical case and a massive airtight emotional case for all three tens. If necessary, lower their action threshold and if necessary, add back on pain at the end. And again, all of that needs to be done without breaking rapport. So here's the rules. Number one, the first time that you get hit with an objection, the first objection, as Ken correctly pointed out, you deflect, but only the first time. I think one of the mistakes you're making here, the person that's having problems, is you probably keep deflecting. You can't deflect, you deflect once. So when someone says to you, let me think about it, your response is, I hear what you're saying, but let me ask you a question. Does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? That's deflection. Means you're not answering the objection head on, you're deflecting it, and you're moving the conversation to a far more productive track, which is, your first 10, do you, what do you think of the idea? Does it make sense to you? Now, if you said, let me speak to my wife, I would have said the exact same thing. I said, I hear what you're saying, but let me ask you a question. Does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? If you would have said, I wanna, you know, send me some information, I said, I hear what you're saying, but let me ask you a question. Does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? In other words, no matter which objection you get hit with the first time, you deflect. You say, I hear what you're saying, but let me ask you a question. Does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? Now, remember, Flexibility. You must be, be flexible with this pattern. So based on what you're actually selling, what industry you're in, those might not, very well might not be the exact words. But the point is, is it's like, you know, all is like, okay, I hear, I understand you want to think about it. What do you think of the product? Like, you know, whatever those words are that, you know, if you know, so, you know, what do you think of the, you know, how does it show? What do you think of the car? What do you think of it? So, does it you know, is this turning, does it meet your needs? Whatever it might be. See, it's, all the industries out there, it doesn't, they're all the same in terms of what you have to accomplish, which is the first 10. So choose words that are congruent with your industry. In fact, I'm working on a product right now, separately, where I'm actually going through every industry one by one and coming up with matching patterns because I think it's just an important thing to do. And when I have that, I'll tell you, by the way, I don't have to buy my product, I'll give you guys for free those basic patterns. I'm just saying that there's a whole part of a much bigger product, okay? Point I'm making is this. That's your first pattern. And then the way you 
essentially respond to that is, as I said, whatever they say, they say, yeah, it sounds pretty good. You say, exactly. And then you paste, paste, lead, and you say, let me say this. The true beauty is, now remember, this is your first pattern after your initial, your main presentation. So you've already, you've created an initial presentation, right? And now you have to have three looping patterns for each of the tens. So the initial presentation doesn't count. That's done. That frames your airtight logical case. The problem you're probably having here is that you haven't really created three awesome patterns for the product. Three awesome patterns for yourself. Three awesome patterns for your company. And that's why you're struggling because looping is so easy once you get the hang of it. It really is, my friend. It really is. So after the after you run the first pattern, right? And that goes, and this should be easy. So that goes from, uh, you, know, you know, does the idea make sense to you? You paste, paste, lead. You say, this is, you see my point now. Now it makes sense. I say, yeah, yeah. And you say, exactly. And let me ask you another question. Now you go to your forest gum pattern and you go directly to the second 10, which is yourself. And you automatically transition to the third 10, which is the company. And that pattern ends with you asking for the order for the second time now. So I'm assuming that you're doing this okay. And now you're saying, well, what do I do now if I get hit with another objection? Okay, well, here's the point. You don't deflect. You answer the objection head on in a very calm way. And by the way, I've given you guys answers to the a lot of if all, any if you all those of you own the script builder kit, it's in there. I mean, fucking, it's laid out for you to still apply that. And those of you who don't own script builder, I've given it to you in for piecemeal over time anyway. Okay, so I'm not trying to sell you a script builder. Okay, but they're all in there in one spot, or you can I've given them to you anyway. Okay, the point is, is those rebuttals, all they do is give you the right to speak more. They don't close the deal. So when you get hit with it, let's say the first objection was, let me think about it, right? And you went through your first loop and it ended with you. And remember, a loop always ends with you asking for the order for the first time. So now, the let's say, so when you ask for the order, it goes, ah, uh, no, you know, it sounds really good, Jordan, but, um, but I, I just got to speak to my partner. So now that's your second objection. He wants to speak to his partner. That's called objection hopping. And that's typically what happens now when you loop. In other words, they don't stay with the same objection because their smokes are so you went from let me think about it to now let me speak to my partner. So now you would answer that objection head on using one of the rebuttals, as many I've given you, okay, about the partner, okay? And then and then you would say, and, but blah, 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 and let me say this, John, by the way, one of the true beauties here, now let me say, say something, you've already said one of the true beauties, it doesn't matter. This, anything that you're thinking right now, that can I say one of the true beauties again? That, they, it doesn't matter, guys, I'm doing this for, 30 years. I've taught millions of people how to do this. It's a perfect, one of the true beauties or one of the most amazing things or one of the, one of the, one of the perfect things. Whatever you say, they don't care about that. As long as you use, you know, like one of the true beauties, it's about tonality. You know, one of the true beauties here. So in other words, what you're doing is your, your second loop consists of a answering the rebuttal, answering the objection with a rebuttal, one of the rebuttals I've given you, right? And then saying, in fact, and so it ends with the rebuttal. Then you say, and one of the true beauties here, like, oh, it's almost like, oh, by the way, what I haven't told you yet is one of the true, be that's your tonality. So you answer the objection using a rebuttal. And then after the rebuttal, you don't stop. 
because that's death. If you just stop and try to close, you won't. You have to put something in the middle and you have to essentially increase certainty more. And now you're going to start your second pattern. You're going right into your second pattern for a product, except this one will be a lot more focused on emotion and will end with you future pacing to create emotional certainty as well. And again, you'll button up yourself and your company typically in conjunction with lowering their action threshold. So very often, this is where I'll lower their action threshold. I'll throw in that question. John, let me ask you a question. What's the worst that can happen here? So after my rebuttal, after my second language pattern now, which resells the product again and focuses more emotion, now I will go in with my action threshold lowering pattern saying, you know, I'll paint the picture. John, what, let me ask you, what's the worst that can happen? In other words, I know that he probably has a high action threshold. So I'm going to lower it, making him run different parallel movies. And then as I, as part of lowering that action threshold, part of my pattern will typically be reselling myself reselling the company that stands behind me. And then if possible, I will step down to a slightly smaller order. So I ask for, you know, 5,000 of something, I'll step down to 2,000. And I ask for the order a second time and saying, believe me, you know, and even though if it's a small, so you'll make less money or you won't have quite as much of it, but the percentage gain remains the same. And believe me, you'll be really, really impressed. Does that sound fair enough? Like, does that sound? Come on now. I mean, come on, right? And that's my second close. Now, if he hits you with another objection, he'll probably he'll jump to a third objection. Okay? And again, you're going to simply answer that or you're going to rebut that objection again. And he'll say, John, in fact, John, honestly, one of the, one, one of the true, you could say one of the true beauties again. It doesn't matter. Or come up with something very similar. It doesn't matter. I promise you. What matters is the pattern that you use after. What are you saying? You have to increase certainty again for product, very emotional, step down again, and now this time you're gonna add on pain. And say, John, let me ask you, before you said that you had whatever the pain was, right? You know, so I've had many people in the same situation as you, and when they've, you know, taken action, they've, you know, purchased this, they, they, they tell the story, and then say, John, let me ask you a question. What do you think is gonna happen? If you don't do anything, where do you see yourself in a year from now? Probably the same spot, am I right? I'll say, well, yeah, right, exactly. John, why don't you do this? Again, since you don't know me, we can start off small. All I'm asking for is one shot, and you step them down to now the firm minimum, and now you ask for the order again. That's your fourth loop, or third loop, whatever it is, right? And then you can run a fourth loop. You can run as many as you want like that. Sometimes it takes four or five loops. Usually not more than that, though, but you can keep looping and looping and just be elegant and remember you can't break rapport. You only rebut, you only deflect the first objection and make sure your patents are kick ass. Lower the action threshold on the second go around, raise the pain threshold on the third go around, and you should be good to go. All right. And remember, closing everyone who's closable doesn't mean you close everyone. It's not it. Okay. Some people aren't closable. You know, weed those out, but that's a roadmap to kicking ass.